Welcome to Solo Quest, an actual play RPG podcast where I go on adventures alone, using modified rules for games like Dungeons and Dragons and Blades in the Dark. Between campaigns, I invite other solo gamers to join me for one-shots and to share insights on gaming alone. My name is Ezure, they, them, and I am your host, DM, characters, NPCs, monsters, and everything else. Join me for the next hour as I talk to myself, roll some dice, and try not to die. Alright, so let's recap last week. We met our adventurers Rain Rook, he, they, a half-orc rogue who likes to prank his stepsister, Vanzir Turin, she, her, a rock gnome wizard who uh, is very studious and curious and does not appreciate Rain's pranks as much as he does. (laughs) Um, When we met them, Uh, They had gone through a box of things that their dad had brought back from auction and Rain found a few seemingly useless items that we still added to the inventory because you never know. And Vensir found the coolest item of of the two of them, which was a glowing leaf in a shadow box that uh, the veins of it started glowing and changing colors when she picked it up. Um, she wasn't able to identify it uh, completely, but she thought it might be rare. They went down to their dad's workshop and asked him if he might know what it is as a uh, artificer. He was not able to identify it either, um, but he did give them some gold and a shopping list and referred them to their Uncle Ray in the town a few miles away. Um, on their way out, they gathered up a few things to hit the road and were attacked by two darklings, uh, one of which um, gave Venzir a good slash and six points of damage. She is currently bandaging up her wound so she can stop the bleeding, but she was able to um, kill that one that attacked her and the other one was blinded as a result of his death and they have him set down tied up in a chair and are about to ask him some questions so that is where we left these two last week and let's see what's going on So these two are in the dining room. Uh, Venzir is bandaging her wound, and I think Rain is just finishing tying this Darkling's hand to the chair while they are waiting for his blindness to go away and for him to calm down so they can try to get some answers out of him if if possible. Um, I think Rain is probably going to try to pull his hood back because they're going to question him. They want to see his face. And as soon as they pull the hood back, the creature's skin is going to start wrinkling and aging in the light, and it's going to start squirming and making noises, trying to get out of the light. And that's probably going to freak Rain out. So he's going to pull their hood back up. 
and get that to stop happening. Um, so he's learned that these creatures are sensitive to light. Then Zir's all bandaged up. She's going to come over and be like, what the fae is going on? Why did your buddy stab me? Why are you here? Why, why, why? He's going to tell him the leaf, the leaf, the, it calls, it calls to us, the leaf. And I think because she failed her deception check last time so badly, I think it was like a two or something, the, the Darkling knows for sure that they have it. They were called to it. However, um, there's not any way for Vinzir to deny that. So I think Rain's probably going to grab it out of his bag. It's wrapped up in like a pillowcase or something in this big shadow box and he's gonna pull it out and he's gonna hand it to her because it reacted to her the the first time so he hands her the shadow box and she unwraps it and the leaves start glowing brighter than before and the colors are changing even quicker and it starts almost almost vibrating in her hands it's just like so much energy coming off of it and the darkling starts trying to like back up out of its spot in the chair and whatever it's doing is threatening to the creature so she's gonna walk up to it and be like oh this oh oh you don't i thought this is what you wanted and he's gonna be like no get it back and as soon as she gets within you know a few feet of him uh let's see <laughs> Let's roll a die. All right, so <laughs> she gets within a few feet of this guy and the leaf starts glowing bright green and a arc of lightning shoots off of it and strikes him right in the chest and his hood flies straight back again and his skin starts shriveling up and he screams out, the leaf! <laughs> and he uh, explodes into a blast of light just like his buddy and turns into a little pile of dust and I guess they should uh, I mean they're not in combat they don't need to make blindness checks but just out of curiosity they both saved okay <laughs> so they're not blinded anyway um they they were fine from the first one so yeah so I think she's thoroughly freaked out I think at this point she's dropped the leaf and Rain has kind of taken a step back and been like, whoa, uh, I didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> so they did not get any information out of this guy, unfortunately, due to a bad die roll. Um, he got Rain's cursed dice from last, last episode. So <laughs> I, I guess it really is the dice. Um, those are those are bad guy dice if you ever have cursed dice just give them to your npcs definitely the lightning and the um thing the creatures exploding and all of this has caused enough noise oh and i think she did a thunderclap last episode yeah there's been some noises their dad has definitely come upstairs bax is like what is going on up here you came down with a leaf and oh my god <laughs> he's just gonna see he's just gonna see these two piles of dust 
on the floor in the dining room and the box of stuff all over the place and Venzir's bloodied and in, in, in a bandage and he's gonna say, what happened? And they'll, you know, they'll catch him up, tell him like, hey, uh, so apparently this leaf is like something special because these two piles of dust were looking for it. And as she says that, um, that reminds me to have Rain do a <laughs> one of Rain's famous investigation checks on these piles to see if he finds anything anything that these two were carrying that wasn't destroyed in the explosion. Okay, yeah, so in the first pile, he finds just a little scrap of paper. It looks like it was part of a larger piece of paper that probably got damaged when this thing exploded. But this one little scrap that remains actually has the name of the city, uh, Mithrandane, that they're going to on it. So that is either where these things were from or where they were going or where they needed to deliver it. Who knows? But that is what he finds in the first pile. And in the second pile, he finds a, a small key. Not like a, not like a door sized key, but like a, like a little, you know, one of those tiny locks. <laughs> I imagine like those little locks you put on like a little journal, like just a tiny lock, a little key. So he finds a little key and a scrap of paper that says uh, Mithrandane on it. Um, I mean, it probably says more, but that is the piece that of scrap that's left. So he brings what he finds over to Bax and Venzir, and he's like, hey, uh, this is what I found. And Bax is like healing up Venzir's wound now that they have some time and they're not interrogating attackers. So she's going to heal up from that damage. He's going to do a little healing spell on her. I mean, I think definitely we need to go to Mithrandane, right? Like that's all, all signs point to Mithrandane. That really sucks that he didn't save on that lightning strike though, because I really did want to question him. All right. So Bax has got her healed up and rain has these two new clues i guess or items i'm going to add them to his inventory with his broken potion bottle and what is what else he got on here <laughs> his rusted trap yes it's super important and now a scrap of paper and a tiny key I really hope we get to find out what this tiny key goes to. Like a, a a mystery key is always fun, but it's even more fun when they're like obscure keys and obscure locks as well. So I want to see what tiny treasure chest this tiny creature was keeping. I don't know. I kind of want to ask the Oracle, like, is there anything um, here? Is there anything else here that we need to know before we leave? because there's a lot going on. Um, it says yes. So this is a cool thing. Um, I'm gonna actually roll on the random words table and see if it can give us some more information about what it is that I'm missing because He's investigated the piles, they investigated the box, they've talked to Bax, they've done arcana checks, they've, like, 
fought and um, got some information, but I don't really know what else to ask or do other than try to get some more context. All right, so since the Oracle said that there is something here that we're missing, I'm gonna roll on some random words. Um, I'm gonna roll on the random uh, like verb list, like three or four words. So hold on a moment while I do that. Okay, so I rolled three random verbs and it is so weird how well this works for whatever adventure you're having sometimes. Like, sometimes it gives you things that make no sense, but sometimes it gives you things like stem, crack, and inspect. Which makes me think that perhaps the shadow box with the leaf has a crack in it. So I'm going to ask Oracle if that's what it is. Does the frame have a crack? That is a 14. Yes. So is that bad? <laughs> I feel like it's bad. Um says maybe maybe well that's not that's not reassuring I love that stem was used as a verb in this list but in this context it's a noun for our leaf so that's I think that's cool that it worked out that way um yeah so this is cracked so probably from shooting off that lightning <laughs> um so we're gonna see how this holds up uh, I think they're going to wrap it back up in the um, pillowcase or whatever that they had extra carefully. Probably get like a another little blanket or something to cushion it so that it doesn't crack more. Because the last thing they want is more wild lightning going off. And I think Rain's probably a little freaked out to carry it now that they saw the lightning go off and there's a crack in the frame. So, hmm... I think they're going to ask Bax for like a protective bag or like a protective covering of some kind, some safe way to transport this. Um, so yeah, let's see. <laughs> I want to use some adjectives to describe what kind of vessel they get. So I'm, I'm going to do it. Let me, let me get four. <laughs> Okay, the first word is ugliest. That is... <laughs> so it's the ugliest covering possible. But is it going to be protective? Oh yeah, super duper. 18. <laughs> At least it's not going to... Uh, I'm going to take that as it's not going to shock them, but it is hideous. I love, I love random word generators and tables and... They make uh, solo gaming a lot of fun, especially if you come to like a creative block and you're like, I don't even know where, what are we supposed to do next? Roll up some words and see what pops up. Um, so, okay, that is what we needed to find before we left here. 
Um, I think it's boring to ask anything else because we've got a lot of information. So Bax gave them an ugly bag to put this cracked leaf frame in so that it's safe for them to carry and he's probably given them like some extra weapons and whatever um yeah like i'm gonna assume they each have like an extra dagger on them or something he's got this tiny key they have this scrap of paper oh, they they haven't even left the house yet it's been some things let it let us get out the door thanks dad love ya be back soon with whatever your list of things is and just so you all know the items that are on the list are on their character sheets so they have they have they have both been updated and you can actually see what is on her shopping list so I'm not gonna go over that right now <laughs> y'all can look it up on Facebook or Patreon let's get out the door please <laughs> I think Bax is definitely gonna try to like call ahead to let let Ray know hey uh, some 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 craziness is going down some dangerousness is going down and the kids are coming and uh you know however he would send the oath of sending stone or something um it's his brother a few miles away like i'm sure they have some way to communicate i'm just gonna assume let's see are we gonna encounter hey oracle <laughs> are we gonna encounter anything on the way to town it's about five miles maybe it's a low maybe Maybe something good? <laughs> Maybe not something dangerous? No. It's a no. <laughs> Come on. Alright, well. Uh, I will roll on the encounters table as we get closer. Rain and Venzir have packed their ugly protection bag with the leaf and... They have the shopping list and the gold and the key and the note and the random stuff. And and they might encounter something bad on the way, so we will see. I'm going to give them a table that has uh, some mixed results on it, so it might not be bad. It might just be some, you know might just be some fresh herbs that Bax needed on his list. Let's hope. <laughs> Alright, so let's go ahead and roll and see. They're walking around. Um, oh, you know what? Always update your HP. My... I forgot that Benzir got healed by her dad. So she is all back up to full HP. And let's see what they encounter on the way. They encounter a... Oh, they encounter a cat. Is it a friendly cat? No, of course not. 
Is it going to attack us? Maybe. Um, is this cat, is this cat important to the quest? No. Well, okay. Is it cute at least? Natural 20. It's so cute. It's as ugly as the bag is, this cat is cute. Well, that was interesting, I guess. I don't know. Well, that, uh, you know what? I will take seeing a cute cat over seeing, like, an angry goblin. Although, those are not mutually exclusive. I have seen some cute cats that are angry goblins as well. Alright, so we make it into Mithrandain. The city is amazing. It is built up into the treetops with intricate lattice work and archways and bridges and transportation and it is um, massive. There's all kinds of different styles of homes and buildings and businesses and every sp species of people is there. There's dragonborn and humans and elves and gnomes and dwarves and there's a little bit of everything in Mithrandane, which makes it stand out in the Feywilds because most cities in the Feywilds are very insulated from the outside world and even from each other to some degree. They don't appreciate uh, travelers and, and people coming in and changing things or doing things different. But Mithrandane does things different. So they are a hub of, of trade and open um, borders and sometimes that makes them a target among other cities and kingdoms in the Feywilds. They let anybody into the city that can offer something and they are exploring all the time and they explore the tunnels underneath the city and they build their um, buildings up into the treetops reaching for the clouds like they are expanding and progressive and accepting and inclusive so it's a it's a cool place to be uh, it's like it's like the Austin of the Feywilds they they got keep Mithrandane weird signs everywhere <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a cool place, and it is wondrous and whimsical and kind of physics-defying and magical. So, in the middle, the city is set up on a circle, and so in the very center is the main castle where King Oberon lives, and that is where Uncle Ray works. So uh, they're going to walk up through, they'll probably get up onto like a bridgeway to get into the city because it's mostly off the ground. Like there's of course some, some things depending on, you know, what kind of people are living there and what they need. And, but the bulk of the city and especially where the king lives is, um, in the treetops and and higher off the ground so 
they get up on this bridgeway and they're walking through these trees and branches and there's other people and animals and birds and things walking by and there's you know uh, lots of color and diversity and it's just a really cool place um and the castle is it's huge but it's actually not as big as you'd think when you're thinking of a king's castle but because it is magical like i'm sure there's parts of it that are like bigger on the inside um as there are lots of places like that in in the Feywilds, lots of pocket dimensions and things like that. So they are going to get up to the front and uh, there is a couple of guards at the entrance, of course. And I'm going to see if they, I don't know, give them a hard time. Nope. This, this, today, this session is kind of boring. It's, yep, nope. Well, we saw a cute cat and now they're not even giving us trouble at the entrance. Let's go see Uncle Ray and see if he's got some bad jokes for us. Alright, so they're going to get into the castle. They show them the letter. They're like, okay, yeah, go in and get into um, their Uncle Ray's office and like knock at the door. And he's like, yeah, come in. And um, he sees that it's them. He's like, oh, my, my niece and nephew, so good to see you. And uh, Rain's gonna run up and give him a big hug and like, oh, Uncle Ray. Like, and he's also a gnome, so he's half the height of, of of rain rain six two and this uh uncle ray is like you know three four five something like that he's like the same height as Bax. so yeah he he runs up and like gives them a big old hug and picks him up and uh you know venzir comes up behind him and gives him a hug too and then uncle ray is gonna say hey rain what do you call an artificer who makes ketchup and he's gonna say i, I don't know what do you, what do you call it? Like, just waiting for it, like, a saucerer. Ah, oh, that's so great! And Venzir's just gonna roll her eyes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what y'all are gonna get for me today. For uncle puns from a gnome artificer. Things like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> Rain's gonna be like, oh, that's so great! And Venzia rolls her eyes, and then Rain's gonna say, oh, okay, I got one for you. What's a rogue's favorite metal? He's gonna be like, I don't know, what is it? Steel! Ah! They crack up at each other, and she just rolls her eyes again. It's like, I can imagine she like puts her hand, her head in her hand, just like, okay, guys, we have like a real thing, a real important thing we're here for. <laughs> so, that is all the puns uh, for this scene that uh, I feel like for the moment. We'll see if I come up with anything else. Yeah, so they, they finish laughing and like Rain like wipes a tear. He's like laughing so hard he's crying. He wipes a tear out of his eye. She's just like, 
okay, good, good. You guys got that out of your system? And they're like, oh, not even. Like, here we go. Like, no, no, wait, wait, Rain. Rain, remember why you came here? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, Uncle Ray, we uh, have a magic item, and we need your help identifying it, because it just killed a guy before we left the house. And he's like, what? Well, uh... How? Why? What is it? <laughs> uh, what? What? Uh, show me. Yeah. What? It killed somebody. How? And they'll tell him like, yeah, it shot off this arc of lightning and it blew this guy up that was attacking us. And what? Attacking you? And yeah, they go through the whole thing again. Um, and while they're telling him like everything that happened. Uh, Rain's gonna take it out of the the ugly bag and slowly, very slowly unwrap it. And uh, he hasn't picked it up yet. He let you know he let them set it down and uncover it, like they haven't touched the box yet again. Um, but he does see the crack in there. And after hearing the story, he's not really going to grab it really fast. However. He is going to do a check, an arcana check, which uh, he better pass this because his is so insane. Oh yeah, he got a 27. Um, so now, yay, so now I can tell you all what it is as well. So he sees this and he goes, oh my, is that real? And they're like, oh, well, we don't know. Um, some like stuff has happened. We've only had it for, you know, a couple hours and it's already been madness. And he's gonna be like, oh, this is, um, this is, this is a really powerful item. This is, I mean, I will have to verify if it's real. Let me get some gloves. But if it is, it's a leaf of all seasons. And they kind of like, wait, wait, that sounds so familiar. They both just kind of look at each other like, go on. <laughs> and he tells them like, uh, there's, there's four leaves of all seasons, one for each season. And they're not supposed to exist. Like we thought they were destroyed a really long time ago. That's why no one's had domain over the elements. Like. Each one stands for a season. You probably got summer because lightning. Um, but there's one for fall, winter, and, and spring. So, yeah. If someone's after you for this, I would not be surprised. Because these haven't been seen in... I mean, like I said, these haven't been seen. I didn't know they were real. Um... But if, do you mind? Can I, do you mind if I take it out and take a look at it? And um, she's gonna be like, at your own risk. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, but I, you know, I trust you to handle it, but also beware. And he is going to put on some, you know, grounding gloves anti-lightning gloves and uh he's gonna pick up the frame and it is not going to glow so he's going to be a little bit skeptical 
um, because with his 27, he knows that they react to magic users, that they can, they can actually be like held, like, you know, by the stem, like a, like a torch, like, because of the way that they glow. Um, and of course they control the element that they are associated with and summer is lightning. And he says, you know, let me get some more information from you about like, so who, who exactly attacked you? And they're going to say, yeah, these, you know, two small creatures, like about our size, like about gnome size. And when we pulled the hood back on one of them, um, they like started aging in front of us. And the other one, they both, when they both died, they exploded into light. And he's going to be like, okay. Yeah, so I, it's not reacting to me, but the way that those things reacted to you, I'm pretty sure this is legit. And the Summer Queen is after you for her summer leaf. So you brought it here. <laughs> Did anyone follow you? And also, we should probably get this to the king. And, uh, as he says that, oh, a four, another crack of lightning, um, breaks through the glass and actually hits him and just does two damage because he has those grounding gloves on, luckily, but it, it completely is like the front of the glass is, is shattered now there's no way they're gonna carry it around in this thing anymore and Fenzir's gonna tell him like hey so you were talking about uh, it glowing and being reactive well it glows for me and it doesn't shock me like it did just now to you um, it didn't react to that either and he's like well, what about rain and rain's gonna be like well actually I haven't picked it up other than like wrapped up in something so I'm too scared to, to pick it up and he's like well I mean for science sake would you mind <laughs> and uh Rand's gonna be like I mean I a little bit um <laughs> I, I mind a little do I have to and uh I, his curiosity is gonna get the better of him and he's gonna say I mean I don't think anything's gonna happen um can I borrow those gloves? <laughs> so he's gonna put the the grounding gloves on. Um, and let's see. And it does react. It does. Oh wow, that's huh. So it reacts, and it reacts in a really big way because the shadow box is broken now. And they did not realize how much it was protecting this thing. Um, and the leaf just like expands and unfolds and unfurls into this like cloak. This giant cloak that is just one giant leaf. The stem is like folded over into a hood and it's this giant glowing. It's still glowing. All the veins are you know, thrumming with all the different colors. And, uh, yeah, it reacted to rain in a really big way. And 
he's gonna drop it. Like, whoa, <laughs> what? what the, that isn't. And and when he drops it, it's gonna turn right back down into, in a, into an oak leaf. It's still gonna be big, but it's not gonna be a cloak. And so Vincere's, she's already forgotten all of the stuff because her curiosity has gotten the better of her and she's gonna grab it now like, it does what? And same thing happens. It turns into a cloak that fits her. That's her size. It's not the same size that it turned into when Rain grabbed it. And it starts glowing again in all the colors. And so Ray's standing there kind of like rubbing his hands still because he got shocked watching these two like transform this leaf back and forth between each other into cloaks, like handing it back and forth just to watch it. Whoa! Check it out. You now you take it. Do you do what? Dog, I'm gonna put it on. Okay, and one of them puts it on, and whoa, this is crazy. I can feel it. it's like so powerful. You try it, <laughs> and so they're having a moment with this leaf, and um, as that's happening, and Ray is standing there, just kind of amused and <laughs> confused. Um, they get to roll perception checks. That is an eight for Vinzir. That's a five for Ray, for Uncle Ray. And that is a nine plus zero. So none of them notice until they hear Uncle Ray gasp and say, wait. And this tall figure is covering his mouth and restraining him in this dark cloak, similar cloak to the, the creatures that attacked them before, but this one is at least twice as tall as, as they were before. Like, it's as tall as rain, if not a couple inches taller. And it is covered um, still in, in its cloak, um, but you can actually kind of see a little bit of glowing coming off from around its wrists and like a like a tattoo that's just kind of glowing underneath their skin at this moment let's see which one of them has it on um Vinzir has the leaf on as a cloak and it's like glowing still and Rain has his weapons drawn already. He's already got his daggers out and is like, put him down. Don't even test me. I, I will throw this through your shoulder before you can even say no. Put him down. And the creature's like, no one, no one has, no one has to hurt themselves here no one has to hurt anybody here today you might want to but you don't have to and he slowly lets his hand off of uh uncle ray's mouth and and takes a step away from him like hey all right here you go i'm not gonna hurt him and puts out his hand towards vinzir like all right now Give, give me that. That's the deal. I'm not going to hurt him. You give me that. I leave. Everything's cool. Everything. No one has to. Nothing has to happen here. And. Oh, Ray. 
And as Ray, as he lets Ray go, he's going to turn around and make a dagger attack at this guy that was just holding him and miss horribly. And now we're now, and let's roll initiative. It is three against one. Um, but this thing has some tricks up its sleeves. We're just going to say like that dagger miss was like it jumped back out of the way. So let's go ahead and roll initiative. All right, this thing got a 20. This thing got a natural 20 on initiative. So it's going first and then Rain and then Vinzier and then Uncle Ray. Um, so it's this thing's turn and it's not real happy about being slashed at after letting Uncle Ray go in good faith. And uh, he's gonna cast sleep on him. He's gonna knock him out. Like I'm not, I do, I'm not here for this. So he's gonna cast sleep. Um, roll five d eight. The total is how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. Creatures within twenty feet of a point you choose within range. Oh my god! I did not know this was gonna affect anybody. All right. Good lord. The total is how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. Starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, so that's gonna be, oh crud, that's gonna be Venzir. Okay, um, each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends, which is one minute. Oh my no! The sleeper takes damage, or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. That's funny. Um, subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next lowest. 5d8. Oh, that's not great. 12 plus 21. 25. So that is going to. So Venzir passes out, and that's it. Venzir passes out. It almost got rain, and it is rain's turn. And he just saw his sister collapse after this creature cast sleep. And he is going to... <laughs> I feel like she's going to chuck a dagger at him. Um, he's going to... You know what? So actually on Rain's turn, he is going to run over to his sister who's five feet away. Make sure she's okay and gets that gets them away from him after he casts that spell. I guess he would probably slap her, right? Isn't that one of the things? <laughs> Not hard, but that's one of the things it said until someone wakes them. And it's actually going to be her turn now because that's what he can do with his movement and his turn. And she's not really happy about being knocked out. Okay, yeah, and she's gonna go with her old favorite and cast Magic Missile. Three darts of magical force. Dart deals 1d4, force damage. 1d4 plus one. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Let's see. Four. Nice. Four. Four. Yes critical damage max damage um 12 plus 15 
15 damage. This thing is very unhappy about that. And unfortunately, it is still not its turn. It's Ray's. Okay, and Ray is actually gonna use um, a level one spell, but at a higher level, so he can do more damage and try to just take this thing out. So, uh, you create a shard of ice, fling it at a creature within range, make a ranged spell attack. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 piercing damage, but on every spell slot, like the next level up, the damage, the cold damage increases by 1d6. Um, because they have to take a, or make a dexterity saving throw or take an additional cold damage. So that is a two. No, he missed. He missed his attack. Dang it. <laughs> well, it says hit or miss. The shard explodes. So then everybody within five feet must. So he's got to make a deck save. And he saves. Dang. Well, okay. This is an agile um, attacker here. But he did take that max damage from the magic missile. But now, now it's his turn again. What you gonna do, Mr. Bad Guy? Mr. Bad Guy, what you gonna do? So I think that this creature is actually gonna try to escape because they took so much damage from that magic missile. And if their uncle's attack had landed, it probably would have killed this guy so he's going to cast blur which is a second level spell but your body becomes blurred shifting and wavering to all who can see you for the duration which is a minute any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you an attacker is immune to this effect if it doesn't rely on sight as with blind sight etc etc so um he's gonna cast blur and then just try to dodge out because he knows he's gonna take well, he doesn't know this, but mechanically, he's going to take two opportunity attacks running past Ray and Vincere. And if he has Blur on, he they will take a disadvantage. So he can try to get out of there. And that's exactly what they're going to do. Rain's going to try to do take a, an opportunity attack. 16, 9. That's not going to hit. And then 16. <laughs> And, and one and that's not gonna hit so blur did exactly what it was supposed to and this guy is gone so that was another short combat um this these they just have interesting spells so someone just another person in the same day similar to the other pr people that attacked them has attacked them again for the same reason um uh, so now we are out of combat. That was very strange. And um, I think it would have gone differently had Venzir's attack not been max damage. So now Ray is like really spooked. He's like, what? Okay, so for sure you have like a real thing here. And it is definitely responding to the two of you. Um, we are obviously not safe here though and I don't know where that guy just went like we have got to alert some people he's like I'm gonna 
tell the guards and let's get you guys um, somewhere safe. Okay, well, is Ray gonna come with us? No. Please? Natural 20. Yes, the magic word, the literal magic word. Uh, so Ray's gonna come with us. So we gotta get out of the castle. Our uncle's coming with us. We just got attacked. We've got a leaf cloak now, which I have added um, and altered the name in their inventory. It is no longer glowing leaf. It is a leaf of all seasons dash summer because that is the one that they have. It is weird that it is only reacting to those two, but hopefully we'll find out more if we can stop being attacked ever. Um, I think for sure she's taken the cloak off and like put it back away somewhere that it's not out and conspicuous and um, easier to, to transport. But I think now after like playing with it, Rain and Venzir are comfortable handling the leaf because it's comfortable with them handling it, so to speak. So... They've put that away. They're going to get out of here. Um, I They're not going to run into that guy. Let's see if they're going to run into anyone else. Yes. Who? Um, oh, is it the king? No, it's not. <laughs> is it someone who can help us get out of here safely? Maybe. Hi, maybe. If we give, if we bribe them. Yes, 19. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, sure. We've got some gold. We're gonna bribe a guard to get him out through the tunnels and out to the city street. Um, because there is, like I said, there's some, some parts of the city are on the ground level. So they're gonna try to get down there and away from however they got tracked into the castle. And obviously they're able to track the leaf somehow. So I think not only did they take the leaf off and it's not a cape anymore. They also put it in the ugliest bag to protect it. Um, because the whole journey up there, the only thing they encountered was a really cute cat. So the, I think that was part of the bag of protection working was... Oh yeah, here's your encounter. Something totally benign because the bag is working. So I think they're going to keep it in there as a way to kind of like cloak their cloak, so to speak. They're going to go back to Uncle Ray's house and calm down um, because they they didn't actually get hurt. Um, Vincere got knocked out, but Rain shook her back awake right away. So... Um, and she didn't take any damage from that. So no one's hurt physically. They are all a little freaked out. Yeah, so they get to Ray's house. It's uh, it's up in a tree, but not very high up. They have to go up like a few stairs. Um, a few steps on a stair. Stair? Stairwell? Stairway? Whatever. They have to go up a few steps. And uh, he's up in this little tree. And it's across a couple of trees, I guess. And he makes them some calming tea 
and pulls a couple of books down and is like, okay, here's everything I have that could even be remotely relevant to the leaves of all seasons. And here's everything I have on the Summer Queen because because that was a darkling and what attacked you were darklings and those are the Summer Queen's henchmen. And I think while they're at his house, they're probably not gonna take it out again because the two times that the it's, you know, activated, quote unquote, reacted to them, these darklings have found them and and I think honestly if the last one hadn't been alone, he probably wouldn't have let Ray go either but he just like had an opportunity and took it and then got hurt for it. So, so I don't think they're going to take it out of the ugliest bag. For the record, I also put that in Rain's inventory, the ugliest bag, uh, dash enchanted. <laughs> so he's got, he's gotten a couple cool things this time. Uh, last time he did not get the coolest items, but yeah, he's got he's he's carrying the ugliest bag with the summer leaf of all seasons or the leaf of summer season, I guess. They're reading through these books. They're all flipping through them and you know, Rain and Ray are cracking bad jokes to each other and he's like, "Okay, okay, okay. I've got one for you. What what's a cleric's favorite drink?" And he's like, "I I don't know. What is it?" divinity <laughs> you know Benzer shakes her head and keeps reading she's smiling to herself like she genuinely thinks it's endearing and she loves her family but it's also just like dumb jokes <laughs> and then then Uncle Ray back to him is gonna be like okay 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 I got one for you you rogue why do rogues wear leather armor and he's like I don't know because it's made of hide. <laughs> they just, yeah, that's that's my fake laugh for these two because it's that bad and ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it just goes back and forth like that. Just so y'all know, I like looked up some of these jokes because after the first two, I was like, well, and that's it. That's all I've got. We're gonna have to go to the internet. <laughs> So, um, I can't take credit for, for all of these. These are just like, and uh, they probably can't take credit for them either. Like, I feel like Ray probably has like a joke book uh, of different, for different types, a, a D and D relevant joke book. And it's all the same jokes that they've been telling each other. Like, even though they're like, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, they probably know what do you call it? So those are my puns for today. Um, I will try to get better ones for next time, or maybe, maybe I'll make that a Patreon thing. <laughs> all right. My patrons can submit puns for the, for the podcast. Maybe I'll, I'll see it. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. So they carry on and they're reading through the night. Let's ask the Oracle if they find anything before we close the session out. Uh, yes, they do find something in the book. Um, I'm going to say probably Venzir finds it because Rain and Ray are cracking up and it's cute, but you know, we got to kind of figure out what's going on here. So 
Since it's a yes, I'm gonna ask for some more words. I'm gonna ask for adjectives. Misty, madly, hypnotic, and electric. So I wonder if those are like other abilities, because electric is definitely an ability that this thing has. Madly, that's easy. There's a lot of interesting uh, weather patterns in the Feywilds, including befuddling rain. So um, I feel like if you have a lightning storm, that might be a component. <laughs> befuddling rain would go well with that. Um, yeah. Hmm. And hypnotic. Hmm. All right, so I'm going to write these words down and think about it for next time. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining me this week. Um, it was kind of an, a weird session. Um, wasn't getting answers I was expecting and you know that's just how solo gaming goes sometimes sometimes you don't know where you're gonna end up you meant to go somewhere else and something else happens so thank you so much for spending an hour with me today taking time to go on this adventure with me um, I really appreciate it. I do all of the, you know, editing and recording and music and everything myself. I'm not like a professional at this. I just, this is something I like to do. So I appreciate you letting me share my hobby with you. And if you want to reach out, you have questions, you have campaign ideas, you want to share your, you know, own adventures. I would love to hear from you. You can reach out on our Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash podcast or patreon.com slash soloquestpodcast. Um, either one, I'm working on getting all the other socials up. I will let you all know on those two as soon as I do. And of course on here. Um, so until next week and when we figure out what these clues about this thing mean its powers and its uh and its hunters apparently i mean there's we've already been attacked twice in one day essentially so yeah glad we're staying with uncle ray uh i will try to have some more jokes <laughs> if y'all have any if y'all have any pun ideas send them along puns for a, a wizard and a rogue I'm here for it, um, or anything else for that matter, but I feel like they like those jokes. And remember, it's not gaming alone if my cat is with me. Mm -hmm.